Good evening, guys. Hello, Lance. I've got my mug. I, I like this mug because it's the thermal one, which means when you drink out of it, it makes it look like it's really dirty. Yes. Courtesy of the Reaper, the Reaper Airsoft team. Thank you very much. I'm going to tip all that over my keyboard, so I'm going to put that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Hi, Wayne, Nick, all. Danny. Oh, yes. Look, I'm just going to make a little note about Danny being a plum with my, with my NoFo pen. Funny enough, I've got a little NoFo why pen. Danny being a plum? Just because he knew, well, it's Danny, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just uh, manoeuvring my mouse on my uh, new NoFo uh, mouse mat, which I got as a birthday present. Yeah. I should have held that. We got spoiled. We, got we spoiled. did get spoiled. We got very spoiled, so we're very grateful for them. Oh, yes. I, haven't, I, I don't think I've had a cup of tea in an evening for a very long time. It's quite uh, I've got quite tea. I had a coffee, and then I thought, I've made this a bit premature, and I've nearly drunk it before the show started, so I, I dashed and made another a cup of tea quick. I am, um, because <sighs> it does get quite hot in here, so I have also got a backup can of quite cold poor man Sprite. Fair play. Um, I've got no, no I, I'm, I can guarantee you that it's not going to get any hotter up in here. <laughs> so I will not be taking off all my clothes. Hi, <laughs> Ali Kit Review, Harry Badger, Paulus Wales, Nick, hi, Nick. Uh, Andrew Taylor says, I'm time for a change, but I'm still at work. Boo. Oh, sorry. I thought, see, I thought we were late. Mike just ducked behind the forest oh, we and, were late. Uh, to get something. <laughs> Which I still haven't <clears> found, <throat> by the way. Oh, dear. I don't suppose you've got the one from the event, have you? You haven't brought that home. Uh, well, I did, of course, I brought it home with me, but uh, whether I can get to it or not, it's a different thing entirely because I'm I'm sorting out kit and boot fair kit as well. Yes, yes, because we're going to a boot fair. Lance, when you change your background, I feel like you should mix it up a bit. Uh -huh. We're going to know, a boot Andy. fair. We are going to a boot fair. <laughs> Andy just completely threw me. Then what's it got to do with you, Andy? Is that your background? Bugger off, kid. Leave my backgrounds alone. Maybe, you know, I mean, I could, grow that forest. I could change mine. I'll have to buy another covered camo in it. <laughs> you should have a winter one up now. Oh, That's man. not bad. I don't know. I don't know if white might be a bit over the top, though. It might blow might me be, out. It might be a little bit E17. Stay now. I mean, you could do a lot of, You could do some more slow mowing. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey. Oh. Hello, Les. Nice to see you. Hi, Ratty. Evening all, evening all. Ratty. Then he says, Mike, I'll be your background. By all means, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Legs closed, mate. Legs closed. Yeah. So we're having a boot fair, or we're going to a boot fair? We are. We're going to the gunman and holding a boot fair, if anyone wants to meet us there, on the 18th of December at Battle Lakes. Oh! Sorry. Carry on. Whilst I was talking as well. <laughs> oh, I'm having such a bad day. I genuinely thought it was Tuesday. Like he phones me, so he rang me up and goes, "Yeah, I just want to have a quick chat with you before the show tomorrow." I was like, "Are you are you mental?" <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> oh yes, it's Wednesday. <laughs> I had to run home very quickly. Well, not run home. I drove, but yeah, drove home. I drove home, home fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to a boot fair to sell some stuff um, on the 18th of December at Battle Lakes, which is just the other side of Tunbridge Wells. If anyone's about, let's pop down, say hello, have a cup of tea. No, I won't be yes. selling this, by the way, but, you know. I might be selling some stuff. If, if I can if I can prize some of them. Um... Mike's <laughs> going to end up on that life of grime before long as a hoarder. 
Like his house is just going to be full of kit and there'll just be little tunnels cut through it for little. I'm going to whisper this. I'm going to whisper this because my wife's next door. I'd have bought another Bergen. That, that looks like Robocop's knob you're holding up to your mouth. Oh, it's my microphone. Oh, I um, I bought another Bergen. An MTP Bergen. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, I can hear you. I just, I'm just shocked oh, that you just shaking your Bergen. head. Yeah, just shaking. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I thought, I thought you couldn't hear me. <laughs> no, I can hear you, but I will be having your other MTP Bergen off you at a massively reduced cost, or I'm going to tell your wife you bought a new one. <laughs> and I was thinking about this when I said to you the other day, Oh, I'll buy your other one off you, mate. Then if you're going to send it, yeah, okay. I just thought, Oh, hang on a minute. No, this is a massive opportunity for some blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going to lie or try and hide it. I'm openly blackmailing you for your old Bergen. At that angle, sorry, Mike's microphone looks very Ann Summers. That's what I said, Robocop's knob. Maybe I'll tell you what, I, um, Harry needs to take a 3D print of that for his um, Robocop suit. Yes. <laughs> Now that coming around the corner, all swinging away. Yeah, be like, good God. Yeah, hit. We'll take that. <laughs> Just put that away. <laughs> yes, all good stuff. Yeah. All good stuff, mate. Um, so, uh, Ratty's got a good point. We're going to start our OnlyFans page with some uh, sexy ASMR. Ooh. Oh, actually, I'll tell you what, you could probably do that. Mate, Just like wait. the racking sounds of various airsoft rifles. Yeah, but what would you be racking in this OnlyFans area? I've got an MP5. Oh, you're actually talking about rifles, racking the, yes, a, a rifle. Oh, rifles. I thought you were talking about adding sound effects to something in the only. Was in like no, <laughs> <laughs> just the HK slap constantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a head rush. Oh. Not, not that didn't give me a head rush, but in the back of my head did. Ow. Right, let's stop this. Right, silly already. So, yeah. um, so we're going to be at the boot fair, um, which will be good. So <clears> we will have some patches on us as well. If anybody wants to come and say hello, um, it'll be just be good to see you. Absolutely, yeah. And it's a boot fair. Who doesn't love a boot fair? Get a bargain. Absolutely yeah. bargain. So yeah, I'm sorting through some kit at the moment. I'm currently filling up. My, I've emptied my uh, black crate of things I want to keep, and now I'm putting things in there that I now want to move on to a new home because I no longer require it. It's tough. I'm like, no. And then it's like, you should put that in there. No, I won't. You should, though. Yeah, I know I should, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the bucket. Just put it in the bucket. <laughs> it's hard. It's it's hard to get rid of it. <laughs> it is, mate. It is. But there we go. You know, we can make, but on the plus side, if we make any money, uh, <laughs> Nick's just said no new helmets. Mike's going to go and spunk it all on new helmets. <laughs> I actually got given one at the weekend, um, which is pretty awesome. It's, it's oh, you did, there. didn't you? Yes. I did. So I do actually have a new helmet, and I've run out of space on my helmet shelf. <laughs> I reckon you should, do you know what? I reckon you should put it in the living room disguised with some like some tinsel and just see if... It's the, the Christmas the helmet! See if the missus notices it. <laughs> this is the festive helmet. Yeah. Yeah. It's do you not, don't you read the Bible? <laughs> and this the innkeeper said the innkeeper said unto Joseph, wear thy helmet and come into wear my helmet. Gold, frankincense, and a Mitch 2000. They're the <laughs> gifts that Jesus received. <laughs> Speaking of which, actually, so um, we've launched our new competition for this uh, this year's Christmas episode. Oh, yes. So the Christmas episode will be on Friday, the 17th of December. Um, we will have a special visit from... Um, Oh, a very festive, festive airsofter. Um, and he's... Uh, <laughs> that's one way of putting it. 
and his tiny assistant, I guess, was the way you put it. Um, but yeah, the Christmas competition basically is going to be write Santa a letter, write, write a Santa letter, uh, make it as airsoft and Milsom related as possible. The top three uh, will be read out on the show by uh, the big man himself. Um, not Lance. I, the, I've had the... that confirmed yet. Yeah, I've had that confirmed. The big man <laughs> who's considerably bigger than me will be here. <laughs> um, but there will be prizes. Uh, top prize will be uh, your very own murder bag. Mike's um, murder bag. It's here. There will be a oh murder God. bag. It won't be Mike's murder bag, but it will be a very similar murder bag to Mike's. Mm. <laughs> it's cool. it's, it, the um, catchphrase of what was made by Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but all of the uh, all of the gifts, I believe, Lance, are going to be murder bag related. Yeah, we've got, we've got our first, second, and third, haven't we? So we've yes. got the we've got we've got the, the the murder bag, the murder pouch, and the murder purse. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all we're saying. Not saying anymore. There will be contents, yeah. obviously, within. It's not just going to be a fucking red pouch or something, but it's it is. There will be bits. There will yeah. be bits. But you can win it. So feel Fear free not. to. Feel free to enter the competition. You can either email us your letter to Santa or you can drop it in the uh, contact us page on the website. Um, we've actually already had one in. Um, in well, the, yeah, we really. Yeah, we have in the two hours that I've posted it on the website. We now have our first entry. Um, so feel free to chuck, uh, chuck your letters on there and so uh, we'll, we'll ping, them off to, uh, ping them off to Father Christmas. Yes. With dear Father Christmas, this year I've been such a good boy and I would like there we go. Nice. So go nice. for it. Go for it. Cool uh, any, any purchases, mate, or anything recently? Oh, I got some massive glow sticks, but I can't find them. It's very They're dark really in good. there. They're about that long. They were well, saw it the weekend, didn't we? But I, yeah, I can't see yeah. where my one is either. But there we go. I will. Um, I'll see if I've got the photos quick. I'll ping one up on the website or on okay. the um on the chat. Well, I've got a couple of purchases. Would you purchase one from leading on from a conversation from the event? And this one here, which was $9.99, I think it was, an individual protection kit made by Remploy Limited, 1986. So this is a single person survival protection shelter type thing, which I was talking with um, with Terry about. So this mm -hmm. is all coming all the out of packaging still. It's completely sealed, bagged up. Um, and you base essentially you get like a um, I don't know if you can see them in drawings on there, but it's like you dig yourself a, self a big shell scrape. You cover this has got the protective waterproof shelter inside it, and it's got the sticks to go across the poles to go across the the trench that you dug out. Cover it over. You can backfill it with camouflage, like leaf sort of thing like that, and foliage from the forest floor, just to keep yourself concealed. And uh, it's a two man. Oh, so two men should act as a team to build the shelter. Single kip installation instructions for trenches of up to 0.6 meters in width. So 600 mil wide. And this is your um, little survival. So I had to buy one because I've not seen one before. And it's like a red rag to a ball when Terry says, Oh, you should get one of these, mate. I remember using one of these back in the day. I was like, Oh, right, Terry, I bought it. Boop. I was like, Oh, fucking what? So I got that. <laughs> oh, uh, what's Mike sent me a picture? Uh, just that, a I'm just going to bring it up on the screen, don't worry. Oh, okay. Um, and then I went a bit mad on the Black Friday sale with Olight because I'm not adding it. I've never bought Olight. I've always been Led Lenser, but a lot of people rave about them. So I went for um, the Olight Perrin 2, mm -hmm. which is wicked. Also comes with the uh, head strap, which is like the over the top of the over the top of your skull and round the side. It's not just a single band. It's like the triple thing, fully adjustable. 
this is a wicked bit of kit. I've been using this for work recently because I've had to send my lead lenser back to Lenza because, um, one, it comes with an awesome warranty, seven years, and two, the lithium battery wasn't charging in the rear power bank thing when I plug it into USB and try and charge it overnight. <clears throat> so, yeah, contact the lead lenser. They said, yeah, we'll email you a returns form, box it up, send it to us. Um, we'll either repair or replace it. That's it. Perfect. Nice. Lovely. Right, so just wait. That, that's what's sent off. So this is wicked. Two and a half thousand lumens. Um, and one of the really good features I I like about it, this Perrin 2, is the fact that where I'm working on a box out on the track at night time, this is completely off Milsim topic, but it's torches at night, same sort of thing. Um, if I'm working here, I've got like a, a row of terminals in front of me, all the wires and that, blah, 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 blah. You don't want two and a half thousand lumens of light to in, illuminate a box front the size of a laptop screen. So what it does, it's got a sensor on it. So when you go close to something, it actually automatically dulls down, depending on how far away the object is from you. So as you as I put oh, my hand fancy. away, it, bright, it brightens up. And then as I get close, it'll, um, it'll sort of dull it down a bit because you don't want to be just glaring into a metal box. It's just like, Whoa. So I've got that. So I'm very impressed with that. It's got the old magnetic um, charging capability. So you just bump, and that's it. That charges. So there's no micro USBs or little things that can get bent. It's just good solid connection on the bottom there. USB charge, all good. I got um, another Olight purely because it was Black Friday and this was down from 20 quid down to, which is the i3T EOS, which is the one that Rage had on the show, I believe, for um, his little first aid kit. So I had to get myself a little desert one of those bad boys, all very good. And this one is the i3E EOS, and this is about the size of my little pinky. And this one is wicked. I mean, the light that this gives off for a tiny little torch to keep this like on a lanyard in your schmock jacket or in a little pouch somewhere like that. I mean, this was I've got this. For, these are back up to about twelve ninety nine now or nine ninety nine. But I, you've got to get one of these torches. These are wicked for twelve. Even I'd happily pay twelve twenty quid for one of these. It's the i three e EOS by Olight. It's a tiny little torch, but it's it's the, probably one of the handiest little torches. And I'm blown away by the brightness of it i think it's 90 lumens out of this little bad boy that one's 130 lumen that's 90 but yeah all three of them that's the sort of thing you can literally have in a little little pouch or something like that you just got a torch on you exactly mate yeah but it comes with a little it comes with a nice strong keychain thing i mean the the really the thing i do like about olight which i've not um because i've never had any dealers before but they actually they actually send a threading needle in the kit to get your lanyard and that through the little eyelet that's on the framework of the of the torch body do you know what i mean little touches like that little threading hook so you can push the just the hook through clip it on and pull it back and it's it's just makes making things easier for you so really they're packaged up beautifully as well it's like an iphone box when it arrived i was like oh look at this very posh <laughs> and um yeah just really cool torches they feel really strong robust i love the clip the utility clip that comes with it so it works both ways so you can clip it down or it goes so it's like an end shape if you like if you can see that there so you've got like you can clip it that side or that side yeah, really happy with it. So yeah, I am. Um, cool. Thank you, Rage. There you are, mate. Just right on time. For my little <laughs> torch. So very, very well happy with that. And I like the yeah. So yeah, I'm going torch crazy. Uh, James C says, "Oh, light more like a oh, it's just blown up." Yeah, there is a um a bit of an issue. I think with some O lights, I think the batteries are a little bit dodgy in a few places. Um, well, this one's these ones I I don't think can be because they're not O light batteries. They're just normal triple A's. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm again, I'm not sure. I've only had this. I mean, to be fair, I charged this up Sunday night, and I've been using it for about four hours a night at work, and it's no, it's not showing any signs of running out yet. 
And that was part of the reason. And what I'm actually using it on is I'm using it on the, the high setting um, throughout my work shift as and when. Um, just to run it for it, put it for its paces basically this week. So this is what we're on now. We're on Wednesday. So four days. Mm. It's not I'm not required to put it back on charge yet, which is good. It's been in a cold car overnight all through the day. It's been in, in the boot of my car, attached to me helmet. Um so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> cool. Impressed so far. Impressed so far. What can I say? Harry's got a little uh, a little talking point. So uh talking of warranties, I heard on Sunday of the first case of Vortex refusing an airsoft shot out lens on their lifetime warranty. Oh, so, that'd be interesting. If you've got any more information on that, Harry, ping it over. Because yeah. um, trouble at mill. Interesting to hear out. Yeah, because I mean that's one of the reasons for getting a vortex site. Well, you know, they think so. VIP yeah. lifetime warranty is meant to be covering it. Pretty is it much because it was any, an any kind of and not an actual um. Nothing. What was the, what was the reason for refusing the? I don't know. That's why I was asking Harry if he's got any Refusing an airsoft. <laughs> no, but he's, he's, he's specifically said they're refusing an airsoft <laughs> shot out lens. So is there got to be is it got to be like a 308 hunting rifle shot out lens or yeah it's got to be a 50 cal is it got to be 50 cal <laughs> you know is it got to be nuked what yeah. is it what is this <laughs> oh, I'd be interested to hear more on that one yeah um, definitely so yeah so talking of uh, purchases uh, Lance and I were playing around with these at the weekend this is a jumbo green military glow stick um, these are 349 on survival aids at the moment and yeah, I'll be honest do, with I you I just saw some of these. I just saw jumbo green military glow stick. I was like, well, we've got to have those. Um, just and yeah, awesome. basically, basically, <laughs> uh, we were playing around with it and we got some quite cool little pictures. Um, this is just the one that I've got to hand. Um, lightsabers, but it's quite a sizable <laughs> glow stick and it does throw out quite a bit of light there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I recommend but, those, they're great fun. I was shocked. I was like, this is incredible. It's like breaking a glow stick across your knee. Like, yeah, bang. And I was like, <laughs> honestly, like Mr. Burns floating through the floor. <laughs> yeah. Floating through the forest. Yeah. And like we said, we, you know, there could even be a night game prop, couldn't it? You know, retrieving yeah. uranium rods or something like cooling rods. Just like looking. Womp, womp. Yeah. yeah, it did emit some good, a good bit of heat. Yeah, I like that. It's cool because you you had it in your um, basher overnight, didn't you? I think at one well, point I, you said I, you used yeah, it to just, prop up the basher. I did, uh, where I sort of re readjusted my basher for the second night we stayed there, um, I sort of tried a different setup really, as opposed to it being a normal apex. I actually offset it so I had like a, a larger area and then like a, just a little peak worked perfectly. Love that. Um, and I was sort of laying there and I thought, well, it seems a bit of waste just to lay this down on the floor. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to push it up into the roof of the basher and it acted as a little internal pole and it was nice and green and bright. And I was like, oh. <laughs> A little festive green glow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cool. Uh, I will put my photo up later, Terry. Because um, we, we did have great fun with the glow stick. We would just run like, all different poses and stuff. Because basically, it's a big dildo-sized glow stick. So obviously, you know, we were, you know I don't want to say playing around with it because that sounds all, weird now. All, but, all um, the lads in the woods, you know, had a few beers, yeah, one thing after another. And... <laughs> what happens on Milson stays on Milson, um, doesn't it? <laughs> Going back to the O-Lights, uh, Rage says that was an issue a number of years ago with a small amount of them that was fixed. I've used O-Light for years and never had a problem. Phoenix have had issues too, but I never got blown out of proportion. So, there we yeah. go. There we go. Cool. Right. Uh, was there anything else we wanted to chat about? Before uh, yes, we I, wanted to, I, w I wanted to mention about the um, the big camp out. Ah, this, yes, go, go for it. Um, it's a little bit last minute. I wasn't made aware of it myself until recently. Um 
So basically, uh, there's a guy that I follow on YouTube who's a bushcrafter, outdoorsman, Land Rover guy, does a bit of everything canoeing, called Simon, a bloke in the woods. And he, he released a video recently. Um, and during the video, he mentioned about a thing that he's doing this weekend and he's trying to get lots of other people involved. It's basically a big camp out and it's uh, what you do between the 4th and the 5th, so the Saturday night into the Sunday, um, camp out overnight somewhere, back garden, out in the woods, whatever. Uh, and you make a donation to cancer research, and this is all going towards a um, a, a bushcrafter who's obviously recently passed um, from from cancer, sadly. Um, so we're just it's just an awareness thing, you know. It's horrible. It's a lot of families. It's a you know it doesn't take any prisoners really. Sometimes with cancer, it's bloody awful. So just to bring awareness, um, especially obviously gentlemen's um, like testicular cancer things like that. Um, for me, I've had it. I've been through it when I was younger, so it's quite close to my heart. So I'm doing a camp out this weekend, fourth into the fifth. Um, I've, I've not started a crowdfunding page or anything like that or GoFundMe or anything. But, you know, if you can spare a few quid and make a donation to Cancer Research, um, that'd be awesome. I'm going to be I'm going to be camping out over the forest where we were at the weekend for Saturday into Sunday night. Uh, if anyone wants to join me, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> it's very primitive, but <laughs> I'll be there nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, if you know, even if it's in your back garden for the night, you know, if you've got the kids, take them with you or something if it's not too cold. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just camp out overnight and, and just make a little donation to cancer research. Obviously, it's a, it does affect a lot of families. So, um, so yeah, that's that was it, really. Thanks very much. <laughs> I'll, um, have we got the link to the... Um, I I think research? I... Yeah, we could put that, we'll put that on the site and um, I'll also um, I'll put the link to for, um, this, uh, for Simon Bloke in the Woods. For his thing, he does a he does a little talk about it uh, a lot more eloquently than what I could. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a quick chat after the podcast, and we'll um, we'll upload yeah. it to the website. So. Cool. Well, should we do some questions? Obviously, it's let's a Q and A episode. Uh, let's launch straight into those. Uh, where do you see Novo in two years' time? Um, bit bigger, maybe. Few more followers, few more, few more wicked dudes and and ladies at the old um the old nofo parties every year. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, just a bit. I don't want it to change. I don't think there's any reason for it to change. This I want us cool. to do some more events. I want us to actually have some nofo events. That that would that would be the big. That's the big. That would be the biggest thing for me. Would be yeah. uh, the nofo annual milsim. New horizons. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah, that would be cool. Uh in two years' time. Yeah, I think that's definitely achievable. Let's see why yeah. not. Yeah. What well, about you then, mate? Well, that's it, to be honest with you. I see doing a few just, more just events. Just events, um, just events, yeah. Like I said, this yeah. bit is I'm happy with this. I don't see why we'd have to change anything up. Yeah, I might change Lance's background between now and then. We won't change my background, no bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I might get I the might... forest fire version. And put it back. I might put see if I can get an orange camo net. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe fresh maybe, maybe, maybe for a thingy now. We're gonna get on the challenger. <laughs> you wait. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna keep that picture, that image, but I'm gonna start shoehorning in like something. See, like a little Easter egg type thing. See if you can spot it. This is it now. Yeah, challenge accepted. Mm. All right, Andy. Well done. <laughs> done. We do actually have some new branding as well. So if we ever have any technical issues. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, so that. for those that don't know, basically we had our 
little sort of private game at the weekend. Um, we had to sort of keep numbers relatively small, so we couldn't just have an open open invite. So we sort of invited a few of the the core listeners, um, sort of people that we see sort of week in week out. Um, and uh, yeah, we had a bit of a good time. Sort of uh, camped did. out Saturday night. It's pretty cold. Um, middle of Storm Arwen, so that was fun. Um, it was probably the windiest, the windiest night I've ever been camping, and I wasn't even camping. I am. Um, I ended up actually staying in my uh, in my car because, um, to be honest with you, I just wanted to give that a go. That was a it was a bit of a trial run for me on that. Well, part. it is a brand new Outlander, so why you know why the devil not? Yeah. <laughs> It was very comfy. It was nice being able to warm the car up as well before bed, just to kind of get the get the space a bit toasty. <laughs> See that? <laughs> um, but no, it was a good event. We had some cake. Had a, uh, a no-fo-shaped oh, cake. So there'll be some yes. photos of that out um, on the Instagram in the next thank few weeks. Thank you to Silly Gilly and his, and his wonderful family uh, bakery business for providing that. It was delicious yeah. carrot cake. Very nice. With some walnut in there as well, I believe. That's very tasty. It did go down well. Yes, a, a nice welcoming surprise after a uh, after a first uh, morning session out in the out in the out in the field. Yeah, hot bevy, have a hot bevy, and a slice of cake. We also, did some actual, uh... <laughs> we also did some actual. We also did some actual exercises as well, didn't we? So we kind of took the element of obviously it's a we, you know the show kind of focuses on meal sim. So uh, mm-hmm. we actually had uh, was it your brother-in-law? My brother-in-law Tom yet yeah, came yeah. down. So he so, was uh, um, basically running through with the guys and uh, and girls, um, doing some actual proper. I think it was closing the barn door. I think that was that was what it was called. Um, so Tom, uh, just a, just a, as a little bit of a caveat to what Tom, to Tom, my brother-in-law Tom was um, uh, demobbed from the Princess Wales Royal Regiment, uh, basically the Tigers, uh, about two years ago now. Uh, demobbed as a sergeant instructor, uh, and he'd done fourteen years sort of front line, multiple tours, this that and the other, and. Um, very highly qualified in the from the tra- training point of view, uh, from weapons, tactics, this, that, and the other. You know everything, command structures, the lot. Um, managed to finally talk him into um, after hounding him and hounding him for months and months to say, "Come on, come on, mate, come on, just come and have a little crack and uh, have a laugh," sort of thing. He was like, "Right, okay." He said, "As it's you, I'll do it for you. Nobody else." And I was like, "Right, great. I really appreciate that." And he came down, uh, and everyone really enjoyed it, didn't they? You know, he said, "He said, I'm." He said, "What? How do you want me to be?" I mean, he said, "I said, well, obviously, you know, it's not life or death." I said, "But don't hold back. Just, you know, just do what you do. Just treat it as a like a training session sort of thing." He's like, mm. "Okay, fair enough." And he came. He actually came away with that thing, saying, "You know, do you know what? I actually really enjoyed that after being away from it from two for two years, doing what he's doing now on the railway, sort of, sort of similar to me, same environment, work wise, and that to be able to sort of like you know pull the skills back out there." Out the drawer and, and and put them back into practice. He said, I've, "I thoroughly enjoyed that." He said, "He said, do you know, uh, it, it sort of lit a little fire in him, I suppose, a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Sort of GD him up." He said, "You know, he'd look forward to doing it again." So that was great. So thank you to everyone who done. I, I was out playing naughty naughty bad man out in the woods, so I didn't really see a lot of it. But um, you know, you all made a, a great impression on him, so I thank you for that. You didn't scare him off. Didn't completely freak him out. A lot of weird airsofters out in the woods. <laughs> I didn't find him just on the floor. Like, get me away from these fucking people, quick. <laughs> So thank you for that. Um, yeah, we'll let them have it. Down, though. it That's good. Yeah, it was good. Like I said, he thoroughly enjoyed it, yeah. and, and from the feedback, everybody else enjoyed the the training, the, the skill sessions, and that he done with them. So cool, cool. Yeah, all good stuff. All good stuff. Uh, right, let's actually go into another question. 
Ratty says, what types of strap would you suggest for mobile phones during woodland battles? Asking for a friend. Um, so the context of this, this question is that I have never met anyone who lost quite as much stuff as this guy did in one in one day. I mean, I'm more... I know, yeah. I mean, it, not only did he lose the sausage out of his hot dog, I mean, that thing... That, that I mean, whether it, it, it must have flown out that bun at such a speed, it, it completely vaporised. But there was no evidence of this sausage, and he didn't even trip. I think he tripped, and and the sausage just went straight out of the bun. And but could anyone find it? No, even a sniffer dog couldn't find that. And we actually have one there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mental, crazy. That's gone. Um, and he loses his mobile phone, comes back to the safe zone. He's like, I've literally lost my phone. He'd been cutting about everywhere, all over this site. So I said, Well, here's my phone. Type your number in. Keep calling it as you're walking about areas that you potentially like knelt down quick or went to ground took cover comes back 20 minutes later yeah found it just calling it just saw, saw apparently saw this little pin bit of light just between some leaves it, it was it was proper dark and he just called it so his little and it was a start of what the charts if that was me no you genuinely no thought way. that was gone that was never gonna i would find never that, have yeah. found that 100 yeah. percent. luckiest man alive fantastic yeah um, i mean so, in terms of in terms of straps uh, I mean, I, I keep guess... my phone either goes inside a zip pocket, like the internal bit, you know, the primary zipper mm. you schmock, and you've got the internal zip pocket. They would go in there, um, dangler. I mean, like, I, I don't know about a strap. I mean, you can buy them cases that clip to your rig, can't you? Uh, yeah. Your phone. Um, other than that, I mean, it'd be keeping it in your day sack. Just keep it's it just in duct this... tape. In the duct case of ratty, it's just duct tape. Just duct tape everything to you. <laughs> you know, even one, maybe one of them forearm cases or something. I don't know, mate. I mean, I wouldn't like to suggest what you should use because I just, even as long as it's yeah, a nice okay. deep pocket that zips up, then yeah, you pretty much won the battle with that. Yeah, you'll be hard pushed to lose out of there. And failing that, you know, it's you know, leave it in the car and just check it whenever you can or something like that, or leave it in your Bergen, secure in the box or something. Other than that, yeah, just a deep pocket pistol lanyard. Oh, yeah, good shout, mate. I suppose not a bad shout. Um, yeah. Anything, any strong case has got a, like a you get like, um, camera straps and stuff like that, can't you? That's yeah, the little, the little. Well, if you've got a, if in. you've got a case that's got like a like a keyring loop on it, like you know, like the little, you know, what I'm saying, like a larger version of the old little disc yeah. there. Um, I don't know, little pistol lanyard, I suppose. At least you can, if you, if the phone did fall out the pocket, it's on the old boing boing, and it comes straight back at you, whack, <laughs> when you're running. <laughs> just got nailed by your own phone. Yeah. But yeah, I was laughing at the fact I've never heard it called the old boy boing, but then we'll go with it. I was going to old boing boing. boing, boing. Uh, Ray says a phone size butt plug so you can keep it in your prison pocket, ready. Oh, Hi, Ray, by are... the way. Sorry, I didn't say hello to you earlier. Yeah. And uh, he said some of us were working the whole weekend while you lot were enjoying the grey outdoors. We were missed. You were missed. You were missed, mate. Absolutely. I'm not going to try and fit that in my prison pocket. That's the 12 Pro Max. Major. <laughs> no, nah, mate. The 12 Pro. I'm not having. <laughs> It's not going in my prison pocket. <laughs> I think that'll make me eyes water. That's a little low like <laughs> Oh dear. Oh. Um <clears throat> right. Let's get on to some serious questions. Serious questions. Serious um yeah, ratty. I'll tell you what, actually, there was one question that I know that we had a debate on over the weekend, which was quite an interesting one. Is oh, yeah. is Milsim actually Milsim? So this kind well, of question yes, stems yeah. around the point, and I'd be interested to sort of hear a lot of comments to throw them in the chat, but I'd be interested to find out, because the, the conversation basically went along the lines of, you know, how much is an actual 
Milsim event that we do at Airsoft, real. You know, I mean, ultimately, you are still going to an event. You're paying to be there, so you're going to want to get in the action. But mm. how much of it do you expect there to be, you know, stag manoeuvres or, you know, just stag, um, standing on guard or just, like, patrols in which you don't do fuck all or, you know, running out of equipment? I mean, this was this was one of the kind of things that we were talking about is that a lot of events you've got guys cutting around with, you know, pockets of pyro, grenades, ammunition mm, mm. you've got speed loaders you go right you know don't worry about dying i'm back off to the fob i'll re re-bomb up there that's um, exactly yeah there's no there's no there's no penalty for for being loosey-goosey with your with your rounds and stuff like that do you know what i mean that's where the that's where it sort of sprang from and then it, it sort of developed it's like well how, how accurate is it or how, how accurate is it going to be to the point where Will it remove the fun from it, or does someone actually want to take part in a military experience, but without the rule set or the strictness of a military simulation? If you like, do you know what I mean? So, it's mm -hmm. like, what do you want? Do you want the? Do you want it both ways, basically, or can you not have it both? I don't know. I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd like to experience one, like like a genuine military experience sort of thing, like a real sim, like a proper full on which I couldn't comment on what it's like because I've not done one before. Well, mm. apart from when I was in the army cadets many, 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 many moons ago. And even then I doubt that's very accurate to what sort of goes on. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that was yeah, where, that's where it come from. It's, is is our, our milsims now actual milsim? You know, mm. I think the only way you'd know that is if you had a serving or a recently former serving soldier go on one. And sort of report back. I mean, is it not achievable? You know, are we asking for the unachievable from the from the sport or the or the game or the hobby that we play? You know, how how accurate can you get with it? Obviously, the distance, the engagement distances are going to be far reduced unless you're in sort of CQB buildings. You know, when a doorway to another doorway is the same in real life as it is in airsoft, it doesn't matter. But out in the ground and forest floors, when like me and Ed had a brief conversation regarding snipers and things like that. Obviously, you know, real steel snipers engaging at 500 meters plus, whereas a uh, airsoft snipers 50 meters plus. So that's where the where the scaling of it comes from, I suppose. So yeah, mm. it's an interesting topic, though. It was an interesting topic. Because yeah. I mean, ultimately, I guess the the stem of this conversation was, you know, potentially we we've come up with a potential event that we th we are thinking we might like to run. Um, we, we it's very much in the early stages, but I guess it's kind of gauging opinion as to whether that's the sort of thing that people would actually want to do. Because obviously, a lot it, of exactly. events where they are at the moment, you know, you're you're catering to ultimately what your audience want. There's no point in, for example, having a restaurant that specialises in some horrific food dish that no one's going to want to eat. Mm, you know, mm, except exactly that, that one person. Um. But at the same time, you know, everyone's sort of, you know, we, we run a whole freaking podcast on military simulation and in and, and airsoft. And it's sort of, we, we sort of came to the conclusion that even the most immersive events that we've been to might be just a drop in the pond as to what you could actually, or what should actually be a milsim. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I've had a bit of time for comments to come in. So Rage says, um, Milsim is kind of like military exercises without all the waiting around, but you can't really compare it to the real thing. It's like a mo movie version of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah. 
Uh, accuracy would definitely include wait, lots of waiting around, painting rocks, and getting beasties. <laughs> a man from the, a man that knows there must be. <laughs> yeah, Milstrom is the fun elements of it, and less of the BS. Um, James C, who would actually pay for an actual military simulation? No one would want to do it. People quite understandably want to enjoy themselves. Not the military can't be fun, but not in the same way. Yeah, so. yeah, agreed, agreed. I'm thinking from I mean from from my thinking was though is would be more not so much the waiting around and the things I'm I'm, I'm purely spitballing here and guessing so you know by, by no way or shape or form do I know what goes on at all really, um, but <sighs> completely lost my train of thought then yeah so for me it would be more of more of the, the challenge element of it like i.e. going out on the ground with your your six to 800 rounds as a, as a rifleman, potentially six to eight mid-cap mag sort of thing, um, and not having the re the ability to re reload or rearm yourself um, without having a vehicle coming in with a resupply for you and things like that. And if you did have to do that before a certain time, there being a penalty points against your team and things like that, this is what we were thinking for the event that we were sort of considering. It's, it's almost getting into the mindset of like choosing your engagements, like, if we get into this and it's all very, you know, sneaky, sneaky, catchy monkey sort of stuff. So if you get eyes on something, it's like, well, we've got to get there, but that's there. Um, we're going to have to go through that to get to this. Can we achieve that after already having one or two little skirmishes further back down the track? Mm. You know, how are we for keeping an eye on your, on, on your ammo? What have you gone through? Do you know what I mean? Keeping an eye on your LMG gunner, having that ability to rearm your LMG gunner, um, by spreading the link out throughout the team by that we we were thinking you know small bottles 250 rounds in a bottle each man can carry that each man can carry a belt of link and that's our belt of link if you like for the lmg gunner <clears throat> doing things that way like the medic rule we come up with um to really really bring that medic rule and that role within the team home and actually put it at the forefront of the section rather than matey with a red cross in his arm whacking bits of white shirts being ripped up Round your arm, last year back in, great crack on. Second one yet, back in, crack on. Third one, dead man, go back. Different, different, a totally different setup. So, getting people to think more, not just getting out there. And, and I know, and I know that's what a lot of people want to do is get out there, blast away, and have a wicked time. And I get that, and everyone loves that. And you know, I, I disagree with anyone who says they don't love it. I, I love it, but but then bringing in them other elements to it of you know really thinking about your patrol, where you're going to go, what what kit you've got on your what rounds you got on you, keeping an eye on your team, keeping an eye on your ammo limits, this, that, and the other, the comms, making sure they're all working, making sure everyone's got their little taskings within the section. And it's making the roles more immersive as well, isn't it? it? I mean, absolutely, like, yeah, 100%. And that's what we were the thinking. Medic thing there. You know, we, yeah. we, we want the medic role um, within this to be more than just, you know, anybody can come up to you and basically put your hand on your shoulder for 10 seconds or just strap a bandage to you. You know, it, that we've come up with what we think is a potential system that would make that more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, yeah, it's something that we might be running potentially. Think, no, we've we got to work no, it out. We, we are going to work it. We're going to do it on a small scale. But this is what we spoke about, didn't we? We're going to do it, you know. Uh, so who said, who said it? Now, start small, think big. So Terry. that's what we're doing. We're going to, Terry, yeah, thank you for that, Tell. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to do it like a, on a small scale down version first. We're gonna, and we're going to see how it goes and, and sort of tweak along. Um, and hopefully we can make it a bit bigger then and sort of bring a couple more teams in. It'd be, it'd be a very team-based event. It's going to be very team, very heavily reliant on your team. Um, not saying that people who individuals can't attend. You know, we can put, you can be put into um, a team 
if you're rolling solo or in twos, you know, we were looking at teams of six and eight maximum, a maximum of eight per team. So we'll see. There's nothing, nothing, no dates or anything yet. Um, you know, Christ, we were just going through the rule set and what we want people to do whilst on the event first. Not, we haven't even considered why they're there doing what they're doing. So that's mm. not even come into it yet. You know, we're, we're not in the, we're not in some far flung jungle forest doing this, that, and the other, or we haven't, we haven't even entered that sort of realm yet of a, a, a storyline, if you like. We just want to sort of thrash out is it achievable to bring in these things before we go right in a, a scenario for it because there isn't much point in being able to do all of this without that side of it as well but you know leave it with yeah. us we're um we're yeah. beavering away we're beavering away Rage says i think milsim uh for just refers to there being a more real world tactics involved so you don't get a skirmish but again the tactics are scaled down as no matter how you do it it's the consequences mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh dale says letting the little fish go to preserve ammunition for the bigger fight to come exactly that that, that's it, that's it, Dave. It's, it's making them tactical decisions. Oh, sorry. I've just I've just realised that Rage's comment continues. Um, no matter how you do it, the consequences are not the same, which completely changes the dynamic of how people operate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Terry says more patrolling and proper re- uh, recons over the weekend. Reckies. Reckies. He morning. says Reckies there. Read it. Read it. It says <laughs> Reckies there. It clearly Reckies. says it. It says Reckies. Uh, Paulus Wales has been to games before with the players going to eat lunch at their car, which is just gash. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think any milsim gash. where love that word stops for lunch is not a milsim, in my opinion. Um, mm. Tea and biscuits. Tea and biscuits. Well, this is the thing. Well, We're me and Terry, we had tea in the field. I you was can a, have I was... lunch. Mm. I'm not suggesting I'll... you don't have any food at all, but like you, you have your food as part of the game. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like right. I actually, on, um, game stopped. We're all gonna go off on the. I actually nice brewed up for my for my captors at the weekend. I actually got I got a little brew out of, out of the belt kit. The old crusader, the old crusader cup came out. Brew on. Yeah. Terry was there like <laughs> like like flies to shit. That's the, the squaddy in him. As soon as I got the crusader out, let it, put a put, put a brew on it. He's like, hello mate, what's that? Yeah, you want coffee? You're lovely, tar. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, for other questions good in the fun. chat, um, we've got some prepared stuff. But if, if you know, if there's anything anyone wants to discuss, it's always good to have a chat about. Really, really, boy, I was part of this stuff. You were Terry. You were a part of this conversation, mate. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to come back to Harry, um, who had a bit more information on the vortex. Um, Breaking news: if you, drop it, if you drop it and smash it, it's fine. It's covered by the warranty. But there was a case recently of a lens shot out with a BB, and it was either a crossfire or a Spitfire, I believe. And a vortex refused to um, vortex refused it. What's the fucking difference? Damage is damage, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. It'd be an interesting one. You've dropped the you've dropped the uh, uh, the scope on the floor and it's broke the lens, or. It's been you've shot it. whilst you've used it while you're yeah. using it. You've dropped it or you're using it on your rifle, which is where uh, I'd, I guess a rifle scope's supposed to go. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there might, there might be more to the story there. We don't know. Moral, do we? Well, moral of the story is if you do get your lens shot out, just don't tell Vortex that you've got it shot out. Just tell them that you've dropped yeah. it and then it's all good. That's ridiculous. Well, that's what I mean. There might be There might be more to that. It might be maybe... I don't know, maybe someone shot it out because because um so the vortex warranty, as far as I understand, maybe it could have been a jealous not, lover. for example, it's not like if you scratch it and there's like a um a bit of a scratch down the sides that they just replace it, if you see what I mean. So 
they ah. I think they kind of they fix it and they Andy Bob's just commented in there that the vortex has probably um, could probably be a fake. Um Chris has said there is some good clones popping up. So when oh, people are getting cloned point. ones and sending them into Vortex, yeah, chance in their hand. Yeah. That's what I mean. There might there might be we some other stuff to it. You don't we know. can't we can't say what we think because we have no information. <laughs> you have no power here. <laughs> uh he has had to turn down a load due to them being fake. Ah. Oh, okay. Well, there we go then. That may well shed some more light on the story. Andy, is um sorry, when you say Chris, I assume Chris is from Vortex. Chris is Vortex, mate. Oh look, look, we're um, we're exposing we're exposing stuff here. This is cool. This is like uh, news in action. Nick says, can you use Shamuli's uh rocket flares now in night events? No comment. I don't know what that is. What's a shamuli? Shamuli is a um, is the flare in the green tube. Oh, okay. Essentially, a burning block of magnesium on a parachute, which slowly ah, falls right. to earth over approximately ninety seconds. Whoa! I'm a ball of magnesium. Oh, okay. Oh, look! Racist. It can be a ball of magnesium. Look. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry. You're right, Lance. Do you want to? Yeah, I'm right, mate. I think I had one too many. <laughs> I think I want too many sugars in my tea there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caffeine and sugar, clearly an issue. Uh, Ray yep. says Chris is the Vortex UK guy. That's interesting. Chris Vortex sounds like a wrestler. I love Chris him. Chris Vortex, mate. He is the UK distro who has a nickname Captain Vortex. Captain Vortex. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe we should get him on the show at some point. That might be an interesting. I episode. want to meet Captain Vortex. I hope he wears I tights and like a Vortex. cape. I want him in tights Captain and a cape. Vortex. Who are you going to be then? Should we all be captains? I'm going to reach out to him. I'm Captain Condob, apparently. So. Uh... Oh, yeah, you left where you're at. <laughs> I'm Captain... Well, no, I'm not going to be Salad. I'll have to think of a... <laughs> oh, let's have a sideline competition. A Christmas... <laughs> General Salad. <laughs> what, a captain... what a captain's name. I'll wait for it now. Just give it 30 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, talking about the flares, I've seen some flares, uh, some airsoft games. Um, whether they've been... Event sanctioned ones, I don't know. Um, they didn't need to have a horrendous venereal disease or something. I don't know, Captain Lance 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 Les. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Question Where's the best place to get one of those cool mortars? I want something else that goes bang. So, um, the mortars that uh Harry's talking about are the um. Sort of, I guess, five to six hundred mil paramotors, um, typically made out of a bit of scaffold tube. Um, we were playing around with some of those at the weekend. Um, they run the 38 mil, uh, I want to say TSL, TSLFX, but I think they're <laughs> FSB. Uh, I think they're FSB. I think they're FSB now, are they? Uh, we've talked about them previously on the show. Uh, I mean, you can, you can make them, they are effectively a tube welded to a plate. Um, I think Andy Bob's actually making one at the moment. He uh, he sent me a photo the other day that yeah, uh, I've seen that. Yeah, construction yeah, is underway. Yeah, he's been building one. So um, Wayne also, uh, there you go, fresh meat. He is a bit of a mortar fanatic. I think I could probably go as far to say. Mm. Um, so if anyone's interested in how you make one, I would hit up Andy Bob or Fresh Meat. Yeah, Wayne, Fresh Meat is a mortar super fan. Yes. <laughs> Um, I can tell you the noise it makes. It goes boom, shake, 
shake, shake Bang. the room. <laughs> it does shake the room. Except, except the one <clears> round <throat> I fired at the weekend, which just went boom, and that was it. Never, never, never landed. Apparently. <laughs> well, I did it launch though. It launched. It launched. It oh, went. Right. It just I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you just like dropped a thermobaric down it and just like well, bang. <laughs> Oh, just fuck. smoke, just. It's <laughs> <laughs> hmm. a shame. Um, yeah, why uh, fresh beat says love them done three so far. Oh, yeah, I highly you recommend. In, you you popped Ratty's uh, mortar cherry, didn't you, at the weekend? Didn't we you? We did. We did. You let, him, you let him get hold of yours, and, it, and you fired a couple off, and yeah, I love the mortars. I mean, in all honesty, they are probably one of the more expensive ways to not hit anything. Um, <laughs> but. They just for the sound it makes, and you know, and it that, does. And that, it's just and that like one, thing, isn't it? That one small chance where you do actually get it, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yes. You have, you have the um, oh, what the, the belts? I can't remember what the belts called. Ba- uh, bandolier. bandolier. The bandolier of like eleven mortar rounds, which I think is like the equivalent of like seventy-seven quid. Um, and you you just shoot through it, and you're like, yeah, rounds complete. Oh, I'm so poor now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's costing me so much money. I usually cry when I fire mine. Yeah. <laughs> just so hear that boom, cha ching. Yeah, I just put, I just go eight pounds. Yeah. <laughs> eight. Harry says I could probably, uh, I could only three D print one, but I have seen them for one hundred ninety nine. So yeah, you can buy. Uh, I think TSL TSLFX TSLFX. Was that Bruce Almighty when he's reading the news? TLSFX. Yeah, I think you can. Um, I think they do actually do one you can buy. Um, I, I need to find out what shop that is. I, I don't think yeah, it's been the, in stock uh, for quite you a while. Look up the um, 38 millimeter para infantry mortar. Oh, oh they are a shop. Cool. So uh, it's actually from the TSL TLSFX website. I, they've got to change the name. Um, you can't let's call it TFX. Yeah, we'll just call it the, the Tease, Pyro Company. Tease Fix. Uh, hang on, I've lost it. Where's it gone? Uh, uh, Mike's hard shaft and anticipation was a highlight of the weekend. Good God. Is it really? <laughs> Ratty doesn't no wonder, get out no wonder, no wonder he went to bed early. <laughs> and I'm spent. <laughs> right, hang on. I'm coming. I'm coming. We'll get there. There we go. Right. So that's the 38 mil paramorter. So you can get that. Um, that's 258 quid. Um, is that fully adjustable buy. as well? As I in the, the pitch of it is. Oh. Sorry. Just uh, out. <laughs> I believe so. Yep. So you've got the. There's a plate. And I think that's a hinge joint there. Oh, same as my one then. Yeah. Um, I haven't got that one. Sub- I have one made for me. <clears throat> Subsequently, you can also buy the additional rounds of seven quid there. I think you can get them cheaper if you get them in bulk. Um, that's what we generally tend to do. Um, they do a variety of uh, bang and smoke and all sorts of good and wonderful stuff. I'll tell you what, um, I popped a couple of smokes over the weekend from FBS, and they were the dual vent, and they're no, I'll tell you, they're no bigger than the 38 mil. they're no, you know, the mortar round, standard size mortar and 38 mil, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how long they are as such, but um, very impressed with the with how it vents at both ends. The actual cover it gives is and I had no idea. I thought they were just out the top. So whether I've been mistakenly sent a couple of dual venters when I in my last order, but these bad boys, mate, were proper and so so easy to carry about. It's not like the big cans or anything like that. It's a nice small. It's, you can get a good bit of distance on it. Mm. And the initially, I mean, initially it just went like short, like churned up a bit of smoke, a bit of white smoke. But then it went poof, both ends, and I was like, whoa, hello. 
Wicked bit of kit. Very impressive. And that's the um, FBS, Flashbang Smoke. You know, look them up on Instagram. They're wicked. Absolutely I think FBS is a rebrand of TSLFX. Yeah, whether they've, uh, whether they've taken on their, their, their bits and bobs or something, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, um, the Thermobaric Grenade was very impressive from, um, from FBS. And the, um, uh, the smoke grenades I used was very, mm. very good. Obviously, the I would say I very, have bought, very good, I bought but... an FBS smoke. Um, I bought a few of those, and I have had at least one of those not go off, whereas mm. I've never had an Anona Gay not go off. What, smoke grenade? Yeah, I, I've had quality, loads of them. Just quality-wise. You've, you've had no, never go off before? The Anola Gay, I've had the pins break on them, everything. The, the, oh, Mark, okay. the, the Anola Gay Mark 5s is... Yeah, no, the amount the, the EG Mark Fives because the, you know. the, the, the the little striker cap comes off, you know, and you're like, that's, oh, that's great, why they're one pound twenty or whatever it is. Shoot. You know, if that, <clears throat> I just yeah. don't rate the quality of them at all. You know, the, the actual yeah. the performers when they work, you know, the good bang, this, that, and the other, the smoke's good when they do work, but it, it, you can't rely on it. You know, you just you can't mm. rely on them. No and the other one I did want to talk about, Rage is just kind of reminded me is the uh, tagging mortar. Um, so they're working currently. The, the same people that make tag rounds, um, they're working on a mortar as well, um, which is meant to be fairly accurate. From what I've seen videos wise, um, it tends to be you've actually got guys there with the proper sort of calibration on the, um, the tube, both um, the back calibration and the side calibration. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what the tag round is. No one's different. And one's elevation the size up. of it is not. It's not too dissimilar from like a forty mil grenade, is it? But it's obviously it's got the coned, the coned end, yeah. isn't it? Uh yeah, so obviously their trajectory in that wise would be better. Whether there's got to be a whether they've got to calculate obviously the length of the tube to the force of the round exiting it, sort of gauge mm. distancing and stuff like that. Um yeah, that'd be cool to see. I wonder if they'd be able to do it so you can actually drop a round in as well. Boom, boom, where it hits a percussion I cap at the it bottom. Was. I think it was. I, I can't that remember would, now. I'd have to double that check. would for me be um, the only uh, the only element missing from obviously the mortars that we use is the, is the whole it's the whole strike and drop. It's not the biggest. It's not the end of the world at all. It's still awesome. But be, being able to just drop a loaded round and just like drop it in and hear it, <laughs> that would be um, Legion Mike uh, from Legion Airsoft. There was a video of him and a colleague uh, test firing their mortar. Um, uh, it's a couple of years old now, the video, but I'm sure you could find it on their the Legion Facebook page or on their YouTube. Um, and that's a wicked bit of kit. That's actually got the charge is actually inside an actual mortar. Uh, it's got the um. Uh, the wings and that on it, like the feathered tail, was like a normal mortar round, and you, you could drop that down a tube and it fires the charge out the mid center of the cone. Then you just eject it and drop a new one in. It's that's, that that looks really smart, yeah, it's definitely worth a look. Mm. It's the um, if you search, uh, we, we can probably try and post this on a few places. It's the tagging Dominus mortar, um, and there's a video on YouTube of that that you can find. The tagging so. Dominus song tools. Dominus. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Harry, apparently the tagging Dominus is coming soon. Literally, there you go. <laughs> there he is. He's on it, mate. On it like yeah. a car bonnet. Yeah. Uh, for launching Pyro at the minute, nothing compares to tag rounds, 100 meter range, and very accurate. I was posting through the windows at Longmore. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Ratty says, What are the different types of Pyro used in Mill Sims? Heard you go have mentioned Mark 5s. Don't know anything about Pyro. Um, Ratty, we'll refer you back to there's a pyro episode we did, um, just for the sake of time, so we don't sort of cover too much of stuff that we've kind of already talked about before. Bloody hell, um, right, Mark 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 yeah, um, oh, um Mark, Mark Five's um, Ratty is the it's the noise, so you get yeah. Mark Nines, Mark Fives, Mark Fours, 
Mark Never twos. buy a Mark III. They are cack. Yeah, Mark III's just go... Pfft. I've had Mark III's before, yeah, which you've launched, launched into a room and you don't genuinely know if it's gone off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Sounds like, a, like an apple's just fallen off the table. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? It'd be quicker to shout bang. Yeah. <laughs> so your Mark V's um, is, your, is your basic all-rounder. Some sites say that you can, you can only use Mark III's or, or something after a certain time and then by, by that time, you know, it's not much, much point. You might as well wait till you can use your Mark V's again. Mark nines. Yeah. some sites are allowed. Um... And then obviously you got your smokes. Uh, your thermobaric is more of a night bang because I think the thermobaric side of it it gives off a nice white flash uh, mm. and a deeper sound. Um, but with the FBS ones and the TLSFX ones, you get TLSFX said it nice and quick. You see, I didn't even fluff it. Um, give them a shake. Give them a sh- if they've been sitting for a while. Give them a bit of a shake up before you use them. Smokes the mortar rounds, everything was give them a bit of a shake up. Um, so that all the other stuff doesn't settle inside it, the old black powder. Episode 15, by the way, is a uh, balabing balaboom. Um, we went, I didn't about... name that either, that wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> we went through <laughs> the pyro stuff. So there you go. Uh, probably got time for a few more questions to so keep throwing them into the chat if anyone's got any. Um, blah blah, what was one's you? Can you, if you can only choose one option to use the remainder of your time taking part in a meal sim? What would it be and why for the following options? Shelter and tent, sleeping and cooking. Your general loadout, e.g. plate carrier, uh, chest, a rig, assault rig, vest or webbing. So let's just, just cover these very, very quickly. So shelter and tent. If I said what, only use... what? what? You can only use one option to use for the remainder of your time taking part in Milsim. Oh, bloody uh, Basher. Yeah, I would say Basher. It's just the most versatile bit of kit you've got. Um Without question, without question, yeah. sleeping, uh, yeah, it just well, it'd just be my all set up DOS bag with my bivy and my uh, if I had to, I'll go over roll mat and um, sort of like my thermo rest uh, mat, just ground sleeping. If I had to, you choose one. I mean, obviously, you've got hammocks the most comfortable, but you know, it's only dependent on the location, whereas you can use a roll mat on the floor anywhere, there's floor everywhere. Sometimes there's not trees. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll go <laughs> keep it simple. Floor, bivy bag, roll mat, dos bag, basher. See, if I if I was only ever going to use one bit of um, one I'd product, use, I'd use my car. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say um, I've been recently looking at getting a um, I think it's called Mountain Equipment, the brand. Um, but it's the sort of equipment that they use for mountain rescue. Um, so it's oh, okay. all down. Um, it, it's designed basically to compact as small as possible, but give you the best thermal efficiency. Um, I've been talking to a, a friend of mine used to do search and rescue on Longmore. Uh, not Longmore, sorry, Dartmoor. Longmore's the UTC. Um, I used to do search and rescue on Long, uh, Dartmoor. Um, and he's been telling me about these, this mountain equipment bags, which, you know, they are pretty pricey. We're talking maybe £600 for a sleeping bag. Um, but that being said, they do compact down. It's the equivalent, you know, like the down coats that you can buy, which, you know, compact down to the size of that, but are as good thermally as something that, you know, That's cheaper true. stuff. I'm with you, like, four or five times the size of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would probably say that if I was going to use one bit of kit for the rest of my life, I'd probably invest in that um, on the basis that I can't afford that and it's a lot cheaper and easier basically to buy potentially a new sleeping bag every three or four years if I absolutely needed to um 
but you know, sleeping bags last a long time. Um, mm, but what mm. I probably would, I'd probably try and compact that down a little bit. But yeah, as Lance said, you know, DOS bag, uh, bivy bag, jungle blanket, that sort of stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just keeping it simple. At the end of the day, if you've got, if you can only have one sort of bit of kit or one setup for your for your remainder of your of your time mill simming, then yeah, just keep it nice and easy. Yeah. You know, easy, low maintenance. Just keep it, just keep it nice and easy, man. Best yeah. way to be. Cooking. Yeah, I'd go with uh, I'd go with a solid fuel. I wouldn't go jet boil if I had to just use one. It'd be like I'd probably be just my Crusader setup. Yeah. Yeah, the Crusader cup uh, with the uh, Dragonfire fuel cells or Hexi main blocks or whatever it is you can get hold of. And like I said, like I've harked on about it over and over again. Even if you haven't got the solid fuel blocks or anything, you can use twigs or you know whatever it is, some some, some other form of fuel to burn to create heat to warm your your brew up or your food. You're not reliant on a can of gas or or anything like that. So yeah, I'd go again. Keep it simple. It's essentially, I mean, Christ, you can use three nails. When Terry was saying about it over the weekend, and I've, I've said it before, I've actually got a little kit up there. It's um, a little bit of black heat shrink and some black electrical tape because both of them are really good fire starting devices. And I've got three temp pegs which I've sort of trimmed down and manipulated so you can just stick all three of them in the ground um, and rest your cup on top of it uh, once you've unwound your electrical tape you've got your your fuel source there to get your fire started at least we can get some little sticks in it under there great three little nails probably about that long bit of tape around them just chuck them in the pouch and that's your cooking system there essentially that's how, that's how, that's how small and easy you can make it you make it easy like you know mm. so um, that was quite cool to hear, hearing Terry uh, you know he's done it for real you know, when he mentioned that, he said, yeah, the old three nails. I was like, oh, fucking, of course, I read about that. Yeah. yeah. So I've looked that up, but he's actually done it. That's the difference between <laughs> real and not real. <laughs> See, go. I do yeah, like, cool. I do like, I mean, this, this, you know, uh, Terry's made the point there, you know, as airsoft as we take so much creature comforts. I do like having the gas system because it is quick. You, you can just mm. turn it mm. on, you can turn it off. And once it's off, it's off, you know. Um, whereas obviously, if you've got a fire going, it's 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 not quite yeah. as quick to pack down and stuff. Um, but that being said, if it was one thing for the rest of my life, then yeah, probably like the little hex stove. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like my brother-in-law said to me. He's like, when they're on exercise, you know, everyone's got jet balls and things like that. He said they just get completely taken off of them. He said because it's it's creating that low, lazy soldiering. You know, it's, mm-hmm. they're not using the skill set. They're not digging their little the the, the little fire pit sort of thing, tiny little hole like that, just to put the hexamine block in to hide the flame, hide the light source. Is there any other, you know, it, it, as great as they are out on ops or if you're deployment or anything like that or on a tour, he said, but when we're doing exercise and that, it's always, you know, you're using not standard kit, but you're using solid fuel, this, that, and the other, just just for keeping them over their survival skills and, and making sure they're using skills that they've been taught, you know, so, which is all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, general loadout, e.g. plate, carrier, chest breed, assault, vest, or webbing? I'll go webbing. If I had to choose one, I'd go webbing. I don't know. See, I, I like using the plate carrier, but I am conscious at the moment that... It, to be honest, this was based on, on the conversation I think we had over the weekend, which was, you know, obviously the, the assault vests are good, but if you are tabbing around the forest, then you need to carry more kit on you than like, the, the assault vests normally have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're they're typically designed low profile. Oh, you just lost your camera, Lance. Um, you're typically designed as like low profile with the the ability to kind of crawl through holes in building, get through doorways and things like that. 
Um, Lots will be coming back. Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on. Where's our technical difficulties thing? There we go. <laughs> we got it there. We got it there. Way. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be on but I have been looking at webbing sets a little bit more recently, and I, I am debating kind of getting an MTP webbing set sort of kitted up. I've got a DPM one that I use quite a lot. Um, I say I use quite a lot. I've got it permanently set up. I think I've used it twice. Um, but I've never taken that apart because I'm always conscious if I ever need that set up, it's, it's already done and dusted. Um, that being said, being a large gent, it is a little bit difficult to find webbing sets that fit me. Um, so the DPM one that I've come up with, I've actually had to make myself. But that being said, again, uh, the Warrior Battle Belt uh, that I'm using at the moment seems it would be a perfect base for kind of putting a, a webbing set together. Um, there we go, mate. So I'm debating kind of building one on that. That's, uh, I, I built a custom one for myself. You know, I didn't mm. buy. You can get them in the pouches and that all sewn in there. I just got a three, three row Molly belt, a nice big padded one uh, with a low profile yoke. Uh, which you can get. Um, obviously, then you can put a, you can put an assault vest or or a plate carrier body armor over the top of the webbing, depending on what you're doing, um, and then just sort of tailored it to what I want, what pouches I want on there. You know, this and the other, which is cool. And then plus, because it's Molly, if you want to change it out at some point or lighten it or or or, or change the orientation of it, you can. It's not it's not all stitched yeah. in. Although the stitched in ones are cool. Don't get me wrong, they're wicked. And once you've got it, you got it, and that's it. You have to work with it. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm just wanted a bit bit more versatile and be able to mix it up if I wanted to. So, see, because yeah. I was the one the DPM one I've got was an adapted PLCE system. Mm -hmm. Um, so for those that don't know, the PLCE basically has little, um, almost like a little T shaped bit of metal that sits on a separate, uh, if you imagine yeah. a row of molly running along like the inside of the belt, um, it's got a separate bar that goes into that and it stops the pouches from sliding along so they yeah. don't actually clip to anything, they, they latch onto the belt and then the bar holds them. It's like a prong, isn't it? Belt. It actually goes yeah. through like the old like within the belt is very much like micro molly in it almost, and it yeah, it just pushes down into it, and then you've got the velcro strap and the popper that goes round. Mm. Good, yeah, nice. But with the battle belt system, because it is effectively just molly that you've got on you, it's a lot more I would probably say versatile. I I, I found molly systems a lot easier to kind of build mm. and mm. adapt. Um whereas I mean look, if you look at have a look at um nightmare. have a look at dragon supplies, mate. Because they do um, they do some really good setups, webbing setups and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, this is something I, I could potentially pay someone to make me a custom thing, but it just I like to try and do it myself if I can, just because it's mm. cheaper. Hundred percent. Um, but yeah, uh, Rage says I'll be honest, unless it's one of the newer issue ones, Warrior make a good military type Bergen. Oh, sorry, we're talking Bergens now. I thought that was about um, um, no Ratty asked. About, yeah, um, I'll come back to Ratty's question because that was quite a good one. Uh, looking into Bergens at the moment, what size is best for a weekend event similar to the one just gone? 60 litres, 100 litres, etc. Also, any particular issued one that is best to look out for? So, Ooh. if I can just cover my the reason that I've um, I've procured the additional... He's bought, bought another <laughs> fucking Bergen. Um, so, the Virtus systems uh, are slightly different to old school Bergens. Um, the zips on the side apparently are are not compatible with the older style pouches, the rocket pouches. Um, they just have a different zip setup. Uh, so I've come up with a product to fix that, and I will be chatting to somebody to try and come up with it and stitch that together, um, which is basically like a little adapter strip, so you can just put the two together, because that, to me, makes perfect sense. You want to try and make them uh, adaptable and modular. Um, 
but the zips are different. So I would suggest probably going with the older school uh, Bergmans myself. Um, so, for example, like the DPM, MTPs, uh, ODs, anything like that, like the, the proper long back, short back. I think they're 100 litres, aren't they, those Bergens? I think you get uh, the, the main pack itself is 100 litres, and then you get two. No, no, that's like so. You get the main pack's 90 litres, and each rocket pouch is 15 litres added on, which will give you your 120 litre Bergen essentially, whether it's short back or long back. If you can get a short back, go short back. Because if you do use webbing um, or a battle belt, when you've got your Bergen on, it sits above the webbing. Whereas if you've got a long back Bergen, it, it can sort of hang down around the like the smaller your back around the top of your hips and it can sort of be where, where your webbing is there the bag sort of like can be sitting down there whereas a the short back it's like bang on top which is nice which is what you want um so yeah short backs all the way if you can if you're going to go down there the surplus route which is nothing wrong with it at all I'm, all my all my burgers are surplus i mean i'm just lucky that the one i've got was, was my brother-in-law's <coughs> so it's nicely tailored um which he obviously had done at the, at the camp tailor at, um, when he was in um, so yeah, I'm very lucky for, to have that one. But yeah, I, I've, I've had a few. Um, I've still got them now. There's nothing wrong with them at all. They are solid. You know, you will get some that have been repaired. You know, and usually the repairs have been done by a tailor. I mean, it'll just be heavy stitched, uh, repaired holes or rips or whatever in it. But you can look at. You can get grade one, grade two, grade A, super grade, super plus plus. But you'll pay for it. You know, what I mean, it'll be. You know, the better condition it's in, um, the more you're going to pay. But um, there's nothing wrong with them. You know, you might have to add a bit of padding. You say, I've padded my. Um, my shoulder straps out on my Bergen with um some heavy duty pipe lagging and desert sniper tape. <laughs> Just basically put a load of pipe lagging around it, load of sniper tape. Love lovely and comfortable. Really spreads the load. And it makes and the good thing about it is that it makes them straps a little bit wider just to spread across you because you know they, they, you can find them often if you wear it for a while, which I haven't, you know, I've thought like we've walked met a great distance with them on. But even putting it on, you can you can you can feel it sort of digging in. So you could only imagine, you know, going on a patrol, having to bump into your uh, uh, patrol into your harbour area, wherever it is you're going to be setting up. You know, if, if it's if it's like that, when you just put it on, you know, just adding that bit of protection to it, um, that padding, it's going to make it more comfortable in it. So, yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with um the surplus gear, mate. You know, just just be careful, be mindful of what you order. Yeah. Um, make sure you read it up, read up on it, and there's plenty of good pictures. If there's not, if you get it like from from eBay or something like that, and it's just like one picture of the Bergen. Um, but the price looks good. Send them a message. Ask, ask request some more pictures or something if you can. Yeah. You know, I mean that's yeah. that's obviously for the sort of second hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cheap route. Um, I mean, Rage makes a good point. You know, I'll be honest. Unless it's one of the newer issue ones, Warrior make a good military type Bergen. You pay for it. Personally, I prefer rucksacks as they're far more comfortable. Things like Osprey, Low Alpine, and such. Mm. Um, so that's an alternative. The one thing I did just want to talk about, uh, very quickly is that, um, if you are looking at anything like that, we obviously now have on our website, um, a variety of discount codes and bits and pieces that you can hopefully use and make and make use of to try and save yourself a little bit of money. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so under the Intel section, uh, if I can, I've got. There we go down here. So Prepper Shop, um, we've managed to secure ten percent discount uh, with Prepper Shop, and Surplus Saw is five percent discount. And um, so if you go onto those websites, uh, they actually have Bergens on there. So if you're looking for something, um, you know, a variety of stuff, we we use this shop all the time. And it's one of the reasons that we recommend it. Yeah. Um, Bergen loads. Um, I mean, there's other stores out there as well. Um, places like Semaphore and Maidstone. Um, Pretty much any military surplus store, to be honest with you. 
Um, but there's a variety of bits and pieces on here if you're looking for something cheap. You know, you've got the side pouches and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Dutch DPM Woodland Bergen 60 litres. You know, uh, these are the... Uh, that, that's not a Virtus. Um, these are sort of the older school um, military ones. They do have Virtus on there. Is that £12.50 down the bottom there? Yep. Grade 2 Bergen. £12.50. Uh, That's that... unbelievable. Genuine British Minute issue MTP Bergen. Now, is that a short back or a long? That looks like a long back to me. We'll find out. Oh, they haven't got any in stock anyway. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, this is a good shop. Obviously, you could you could potentially save yourself a little bit of extra money as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, they've so also got others got... on there as well. So, if you're looking for a cheap backpack that you want to kind of give it a go really um yeah. i mean and i do I... recommend if you do if you do um if you do use prepper shop um do sign up to their um their deals thing. i know a lot of people when you say oh would you like to hear from us regarding that because i'm not being funny they when they do some flash sales you get some absolute bargains come through and otherwise you'll miss it otherwise but it is worth um subscribing mm. see if you sign to the main list you receive five percent of your next order if you go through november foxtrot we give you ten percent so you can get fifteen percent there does that add up? I don't know if it's cumulative. Don't don't start. It might be. It might be. <laughs> it might be. Who knows? <laughs> but there's other things in there as well. They obviously do. These are their flash deals. I think that does just take you to a page about crossbows from memory. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just yeah, talks okay. about crossbows. But um, anyway, before we lose list. our YouTube stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Terry also advises, you know, go into a store uh, if you can, as you can try it on and see what you're getting. Good job. Yeah, and there's nothing quite like the smell of a surplus store. I love a good surplus store. You cannot beat a surplus store which is bursting at the seams with stuff. Yeah. I love it. It's like a Aladdin's cave. Wonderful. <laughs> Warrior X300 is the one that Rage was thinking of. 200 quid, but I've heard really good things about it. That's the thing. I mean, if you, if you, you know, you can, you can spend pretty much what you want on backpacks and rucksacks it's, it's, and, and any kit, um... really. Whatever your you budget know. is, it suits to. Obviously, you know, don't go. You can't. You can't go too cheap or unheard of or anything like that. You know, you've got to be careful. And um, having said that, I picked up some cheap items that have been absolutely brilliant. You know, flawless. Couldn't couldn't fault it. Um, it's, it's just, it's just, it's a bit. It can be a bit of a minefield. I mean, I just trust British Army surplus stuff because it works for what I need it to do. You know, I'm not going to be frontline using it for real but have you know having said that you still want it to last you and you know it's 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 tried and tested kit in it so i've never had any issues with it so i can quite happily say it's all been all been mm. good but just be mindful of what grade you get it in you know if you can get the super grade stuff or the grade one you know grade two normally 99 percent of the time is that it's had a slight bit of damage but it's been repaired correctly and properly do you know what i mean so if you see a grade two thing or there might be a, a very minute bit of scuffing to um the, the corner of the bag where it's been put down and picked up, put down, you know, it start rubbing against walls or, you know, hard floors. You might get that, which is, you know, no biggie. Um, and obviously when you get into the grade threes, that's when it's been like a bit, proper bit of damage and there's a, like a severe rip and it's been stitched and repaired as best as possible. You know, just be careful with it, what you're ordering. Mm. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Right, so we've got a review. Should we read the review? Oh, yes, let's read the review. Would you like to read the review? Uh, have I got the review? Uh, it's the oh. one from Ratty on Facebook. Oh, can you do it? Because I can't find it that quick. 
Okay. Uh, every day after work, I it's have a shower. It's got it in front of him and he's asking me to read it. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving you the opportunity to read it. Um, so Ratty, five stars, says, recommends November Foxtrot. Every day after work, I have a shower. But on Wednesday nights, I like to pamper myself by soaking in a long, hot bubble bath while watching two chaps talking about their pawn shop for cavorting in the woodland playing with their weapons. There is no other men that I would rather join me in the bath than Mike and Lance. That's wonderful. Very Love nice. Thank you, mate. Thanks, mate. Tennis clap for The right German here. accent. I'm not reading that one in German accent. That's how, <laughs> that's how we start getting... In a German accent. There's already enough comments going around about the whole NF being, you know, the national front and stuff. I don't want to start going down the road <laughs> and just upsetting people stereotypically. It's, not, it's nothing to do with that at all. It's nothing no, to do no. with that at all. Um, no, it's not. It's about nut-fucking. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Cool. Right. Well, that's pretty much the end of the episode for this week. Uh, I apologize. I know there's lots of comments that have been coming in from people. Um, uh, I know Nick says we'll be doing a budget versus top range kit test. Um, Do you know possibly? what? Um, we had um, we did have a question come in regarding that, but we'll save that for uh, for maybe for next week or something. We'll cover it. I'm sure we that came in from Instagram in our in that list I sent you, mate. Uh, you did. Uh, it was. A burr, a burr. <laughs> I can't afford top of the range kit, so I'm worried about getting into Milson for two reasons: a, the kit I can afford not being good enough, and b, getting looks from other people and comments as my kit wouldn't be as good as theirs. Should we talk about that very quickly? You know, well, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, go on, yeah, we're all right. Go on, we're all right. We're all right. Um, so read that again, so sorry, was... Mike, because we 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 brushed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford top of the range kit as I'm worried about getting into Milsim for two reasons. A, the kit I can afford not being good enough, and B, getting looks from people and comments as my kit wouldn't be good as theirs. Oh, what? No, I don't think you have to have top of the range kit, and I think anybody that looks down on you for that is a massive is a dick. dickhead. Yeah. Um, that being said, I know that there is an element of elitism in Airsoft, and to a certain extent, you know, some people can afford more expensive kit than others. Um, you know, night vision and thermal being a, a big barrier between sort of two groups of people. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you don't have to, you know, I think if anybody's genuinely looking down on you as a as a new airsoft Milsim player. Um, for well, even someone kit, who's a seasoned player who hasn't, who, who, maybe they choose not to want that. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. Kit. You know, if anyone's determined to be like, oh, well, no, I'm not going with you because you've not got that. I just, fucking hell, come on, mate. That's a bit, do you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't like that yeah, at yeah. all. I guess there's two elements to it. I guess the way I was looking at it was people not necessarily having all the kit that they would need. Yeah, that's different. That that's different. From so, the for example, from if you've got a season aspect. player that's trying to chab off your sleeping bag or something, uh, that's a poor example. But, you know, they're, mm. they're like, oh, I didn't bring my cook set with me. Um, you know, I think there is an element of, well, you should really have that on you. That's the sort yeah, of thing yeah, 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 you yeah. need but for your I mean, event. Talking about this um, question, I think if you're, if you're smart with what you get and you get yourself first first and foremost i'd write get, get have a look at our list on our on our site and um, <laughs> another cheeky plug cheeky plug <laughs> uh and well we must put a bare bones one together as well we must put a bare bones for you well, i'm going to be putting a bare bones one and i'm also going to be putting a um a new dad going to hospital one um because that's the sort of thing that i found useful <laughs> yeah fair play fair play so um but i, I yeah I'll, I'll get a list of the minimum stuff you'd want um, I wish we knew who that was. I'll have to look back from my Instagram now because I've got that privately sent to me. Um, and go from there, really. I mean, 
essentially it will cost you a bit to get into it. Um, it doesn't have to cost. Oh, a we didn't we prove it? I think it was like two two hundred quid, wasn't it? Like two hundred, three hundred quid, maybe, and not it's not it's not including like your 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 normal loadout that you have already for skirmishing. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, um, but like um, for a good condition basher, for example, anywhere between sort of twenty. I'm, I'm not. I haven't seen too many for twenty five. It's sort of like more thirty five, forty pounds at the moment for a good solid basher. Um, um, a good a, a good surplus sleeping bags around forty, fifty quid. Um, again. The uh, the bivy bag is about 30, 35 quid. Roll mat, you can pick them up for 9.99 if that. Do you know what I mean? Um I I think you could do it. I think you could do it, and I think you could remain safe while you did it as well. That's one the one concern I'd be is that um the gentleman or the lady who's asked that question saying um, you know, they'd be worried that they their budget doesn't stretch to get all they'd need for a for a meal sim. Um I think the case would be it might just take you a little bit longer to get all the stuff that you need for a Milsim. Not that it won't stretch to it at all. Um, and like we said, anyone who's says, "Oh, you know, your your Shelton's shit." Well, one, does it keep you dry? Two, does it keep the wind off of you? Three, is it easy to put up and you competent at using it? Then if it ticks, if it ticks all in three boxes, then you can just quit, literally just turn around and just tell them to off. You know, mind your business. You do your thing. I do my thing. I'm quite happy with that. You know, I'm not questioning I mean, your kit. You're not questioning my we've kit. We've said in the past, even if you've got a, like a, a little cheap tent that you're using, you know, I mean, you can go down Argus and I think you can get a tent for like 30 quid. So you're not quite level. You're not quite like basher level. You're not you're not ready to just go under a tarp. Yeah. Um, you go and buy a cheap tent. You know, ultimately, all right, it might be red, but then you can throw a, a camo net over it or something like that. It's not exactly. the end exactly of the world. Exactly that. It isn't. Um, it isn't the end of the world. I mean, obviously, there might be events where you won't be allowed to use that. It's got to be very strict uh, loadout. Whether that, whether that, um, whether that rule set um, is just for your your main base layers and like your rig and your rifle, or whether that then extends down to the actual kit you're using out in the field. I don't know. But um, yeah, I certainly, I, I, I certainly wouldn't let it scare you away at all mm. from um, from from getting into it. You know, like I say, get get yourself a list together, get yourself a budget. And then just start shopping around for them deals. Shop, 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 shop for them deals. Yep. That's what you want. Rage says spend money, spend the money on important stuff, boots, sleeping, and such. Everything else you can get cheap and will work fine. There we go, mate. Absolutely. Terry right. says it's not about kit. Just get out and enjoy yourself at the end of the day, as long as you go home thinking that was amazing. Job done. Good man. Andy says it's a game at the end of the day. We're all there to have fun and look after each other. End of cheap kit or expensive kit. We're all grown men and women running around with toy guns. Mm, so there mm. you go. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, I yeah. find it hard to believe that someone would berate someone else over there. I was purely pulling these names out of that. Someone owning some warrior kit and someone not owning some warrior kit. I can't. I, I find it hard to believe somebody would would be like, oh, that, you're, that's fucking terrible. I, I don't find that hard to believe, to be honest with you. I can see really? that happening. Yeah. I, 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 just, <coughs> I just... I couldn't... No, there I, are... Yeah. Um, I, I can see that being a thing. Um, I don't think it probably applies quite so much to your shelter and stuff like that necessarily. Um, well, you mean you look sort of like your loadout in principle? I can see the loadout and stuff. I think people do get a little bit kind of snobby about loadouts and things. Um, you know, I mean, you just have to look on a lot of the Facebook groups and that where everyone's bitching about Viper stuff. You know, I mean, I've got Viper stuff. Some of it's particularly good. Some of it isn't, you know. Same with some other products I've had. Um I think you know to name a good example of a product that I that it costs a lot and I don't use. So the Warrior uh, DCS comes with a little um, radio pouch type thing that I think just sits inside 
the the plate carrier. I don't use that. The first thing I took out of the plate carrier was that when I when I got it because mm-hmm. I just found it really uncomfortable. It was annoying to have it there. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah. there's good and bad things about all stuff, but I think there's a lot of uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Rage says cry and claw gear is the is the ones. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, people. There's the whole you know. Oh, the ones that people bang on about. I know, Rach, some of your comments seem to be coming in in two different layers. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, cry gear, you know, always get the, the people that are like, yeah, cry, cry or die type thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. fine. People can have the expensive kit if they want it, but ultimately, it's a game. We're not in the army. We're not, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're, if you're, and, and by, by no way, shape, or form are we poop, trying to poo poo people who use cry gear or, or cry no, gear not or at whatever. All. Because if, you, if your budget stretches to it, Fine, great, fantastic, brilliant. Hmm. But uh, I, I just find it hard to believe that someone who who would who would use that stuff would then sort of automatically then look not look well. I suppose look down on someone who doesn't use it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether that's. I don't know. I just find it hard to believe that someone would be like that. I'm. I'm. I guess I'm. I'm not. I'm not that sort of person. You, you know don't I mean? hang could... out enough with the people that do. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I, I really couldn't give a. F- if I'm brutally honest, if someone had a Viper chest rig on, and I've, I've got a Warrior DCS chest rig. It's not cheap, but it's it's not the most expensive one in the world. And someone next to me with a Viper one or a Neutral one, I couldn't give a fuck really. No, I really couldn't give a toss. And I mean, in the nicest possible way, if not. Not, I'm not trying to be horrible to the person who's got a Viper or a Nuke Pro rig, but I really, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Whatever, whatever, mate. You know, if it works for you, then fucking crack on. I couldn't give a, I couldn't give a monkey. Terry things. says I have crying. I'm not, but I'm not like that. Please tell me I'm not like that. <laughs> Terry, no, <laughs> you're far, like that, Terry, if you're far from that, mate, I tell yeah. you, far from. But this that. is the thing, you know. Ultimately, the the more expensive products, I think, do have merits to them. You know, I mean the um, UF. Pro I mean, they're, they're, they're used by they're used by special forces. They're used yeah. by our, our serving soldiers uh, all over the world. So that their place is warranted in those areas and that. You know, mm. I've got a sixty-pound pair of Viper trousers with the tactical knee pads and all that thing in them. I've had them for three years now. I've never ripped, torn, or nothing. I, I, I yeah. you know, it is what it is. If they ripped, I probably wouldn't be as pissed off as I would. I mean, at the end of the day, if you dived over a a barricade or something. There's a nail sticking out of it, and you shredded the trouser leg of a of the sixty pound pair of Vipers as opposed to a three hundred and fifty pound pair of Cries. I'll tell you what ones I would be upset about. Yeah. And I don't care what they're made by. If they get caught on a sharp piece of metal and it's sharp enough, it will rip through it. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so there we go. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, Helicon much better than Claw Gear and half the price. Completely agree. Although I would say. Um, because I was looking at getting some more helicon trousers. I don't uh, own anything on... by helicon. I'm gonna have to get something. Bang on about helicon. You and no, right. I rate helicon, but um what I would say is I was unable to find quite a lot of MTP kind of multicam pattern on their website. Um and what I did find always seemed to be like another 30 quid on top of their kind of cheaper models. Um because I was looking to get some extra trousers and bits and pieces like that. Um, but yeah, it was just started being silly money. Um so, oh, look, just, um, just a thought. Um, Croydon Hammond is piping up. The worst thing oh. is, them man was once in that position. <laughs> the, the worst, worst thing, oh, you've got to read it like Danny. The worst the thing worst is, them thing, man, was the worst once thing, in that the worst thing is, them man was once in that position. He's not Jamaican, <laughs> no, but that's how he, that's what he says. Like, do you not listed? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Hammond. Nice to join. 
I think, I think Cameron. I oh, think it's Cameron. Like your first comment that I've seen. Nice to see you. Um, I resent paying the price, cry products, uh, not paying over the odds for something I'm not using every day. Exactly. Yeah, good man. You know? Cameron, actually, an interesting said... um, YouTube channel. Cameron Concole. Yeah, I've watched a few of his vids. Yeah, very interesting. Good stuff. Yeah. On the old military kit. Go check him out. He's a good man. Uh, Rage says the UTPs are in multicam, Mike. £70, mate. I know exactly. But I think the trousers I was looking at were the, the base price of them was about 40 so should we all should we all go and leave you to your helicon? No, no, it was just an interesting. It was just an interesting assessment, <laughs> and that you could buy, you could buy trousers from the helicon website, and they were cheaper if you didn't buy them in multicam. So the rest of the listeners out there, I'm going to just talk quietly while Mike and Rage continue <laughs> the conversation. Hey, me and Rage bigging up the helicon fam. We're going to and say. now gallery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Harry says I started with a zip up uh, paintball vest went to an event and chatted to other people about what they're wearing most people are happy to chat about the gear and share their knowledge and advice there you go I think that's, that's what that's we want to hear that's, that's the, what we love they be like yeah. that we like that good man Harry good on you cool. uh, Dale says fuckers fuckers that's it <laughs> so Danny Danny says fuckers Danny sorry uh, Dale says wagwando man my guy man like, like, I can't even say that wagwando right, man cool. like that's them We've now ranted on for about an hour and a half, so we should probably call it a day. Um, oh, what are we doing next week? <laughs> do we do we have Mike's free next week? Uh, I believe he is. Yes, but I need to confirm it. Um, okay, so we potentially um, we potentially his shift have an basically got changed up. this week. Yeah, the, but we won't say anything until it's hundred percent. But unfortunately, um, yeah. Pete Brewer's um, Pete the Bog. Uh, shift got changed this week, so hence why he's probably not in the chat now. And I could take the piss out of him without, him, without any comebacks. So, Pete Brewer, <laughs> yeah, any other hopefully, names? Hopefully, we'll, we'll have an episode lined up. We will, we will be here next week. Is what Boggy, we're doing. I'm not Boggy McBogson sure. might be on next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey! In the meantime, oh. if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so. Uh, email is our nofo chat at hotmail.com. Instagram is November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Facebook is at November foxtrot nofo. YouTube is www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash November foxtrot. And our new website is www.novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. And there's a we've been updating that all sorts uh, for the last few days. And there's all sorts of stuff that we're putting on there. New, yep. new discount codes. Uh, there's the link to our competition on there. Um, yeah, basically hit it up. If there's a, if there's something that you've, if you've been on it last week, it's going to be very different this week on the website because mm-hmm. there's. Anything you think we might be missing on there, guys? Like I said, get in touch. There's a contacts form on the site. Any ideas yep. or anything you want to, you, you, you'd like to see on there? That'd be cool. Um, we'll, we'll happily look into it. If it's, um, if Mike's able to do it, then we'll happily do it for you. Yep. <laughs> Not me. It'd be Mike basically. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also feel free to use the link lancelancelance.com. Um, oh, Dale, just because we've absolute... got that for a year, and I absolutely love the fact that we have it. So uh, yeah, feel free to use that. Next uh... event, Dale's on stag for like a day. <laughs> yeah, I didn't forget Dale. Don't come on, I didn't forget. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, next week we'll be here at eight o'clock. Uh, the week after is obviously our Christmas episode, and that'll be on the seventeenth. So that's Friday the seventeenth. Uh, it'll be eight o'clock. We'll probably be doing maybe a two-hour episode. Is that the plan? Depends how many bevies I get down me, because yeah, it's Christmas. Might be a two, two hour, two and a half hour episode. Um, it'll basically be an extended one. Uh, we're doing it on a Friday, so hopefully that won't interfere with anyone's sort of Christmas drinks or anything that might be happening. Um, <laughs> Everyone else, but it'll is be on a bit of a laugh. 
we've got some prizes. There's obviously the competition with the uh, Christmas letter to Santa. Um, we'll probably have some other stuff to give away as well. I know Reaper have been donated stuff left, right and centre. Um, so we've got a load of stuff from them. Um, to be honest, if anybody else wants to give us anything to donate to our general giveaway, feel free to do so. There's no pressure to do so. Um, we'll be sorting out and sourcing some other bits and pieces as well. Um, and then the next day, the very next day, we'll be at um, Imperium? No, where, Battle the... Lakes. Battle Lakes, sorry. Gunman Battle Lakes uh, for their boot fair. Yes. Um, so feel free to head down there and you can have a catch up with us. We might be posting some stuff on Instagram as well. Just to say hello, uh, show what's going on um, and seeing what new stuff we probably will purchase. Which so... we won't be purchasing. We're purely there to sell things in case our wives listen to this back. Yes. Only selling, no buying. Merely selling. Um, other than that, feel free to share us and uh, the podcast and stuff because it's always good to just get extra people uh, and reviews and, and review. If you've not reviewed us yet, and please reviews, review us. Feel free to ping reviews. Please be kind. Please be gentle. Yeah. Oh, don't don't be kind and gentle. Just five stars. Just five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can rip the shit out of us. And we'll still read it if it's a five yeah. star review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have no dignity left. Cool. Right. Say goodbye, Lance. Goodbye, Lance. We'll see you next week.